This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the When Life Happens podcast. I'm your host, William Jackson, and I'm super excited because we get another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. Recently, we've been diving into the interview that I had on the Necessary Entrepreneur podcast. And if you're interested in building a business, establishing anything of value, I challenge you to go follow them, search them out on all media platforms. So many great tools, nuggets, and gems of information that are set you up for success. But we've been diving into some of my story and how I got to where I am and how to position yourself for success in a greater way to position you to step fully into your purpose, your destiny, your dreams, and your goals, to not waste your effort, to make sure that you are strategically aligning yourself with your dreams and everything that you desire to have and to see happen in this life. I believe that you can have anything you are willing to work for. So let's go deeper and dive into the next section of the interview. Defense wins championship, but you still got to score to win. You can play great defense, and if you don't score any buckets, you're still going to lose the game. A defensive-minded team has a different approach, but I still got to put something on the scoreboard. Because if not, you know, they're going to say, hey, this team was, they played lockdown defense the entire game, didn't score one bucket, and lost the game. Lost one to nothing. One to nothing off of a free throw. Man, it was a hell of a defensive effort, though. <laughs> yeah, it was great defensive effort. <laughs> well, they say defense wins championships. You got to score to win, though. Um, so even if I'm already successful, yeah, you believe you can make me iconic? Absolutely. Why? Because there's a space called more for everyone. No matter where you are, there's a space called more. And when you get to that place where you stop giving in to that, that idea that this is enough, and then you start settling, and, and here's the thing. Whenever you start settling, you instantly start deteriorating because everything is progressive. Time doesn't stop for anyone. Time will continue to change. If you get to a place to where you say, and I've seen businesses crumble, because they've reached a place and said, we're good here. And then the market changes and they aren't able to change with the market because we're good here. This is what we do. We do this well. We're good here. Right. I've seen even the aspect of, for instance, we'll, we'll take customer service at fast food restaurants. Right. I've seen how the implementation of a Chick-fil-A elevated the entire market of fast food restaurants. Now, before Chick-fil-A and the experience and how people feel when you go through the, the lines and all that, they were good with doing what they did. But boom, you input somebody who's doing it at a higher level and you got a choice. Am I, am I going to continue to progress? Am I going to continue to go after more? Or am I good here? Like, that's the difference between semi-successful people and ultra-successful people. Now, if where you are or the level that you're on 
is good for you, then that's okay. How do we know it's good for us if we're really being honest? How would you, if it was a friend or a family member, right? Because I got blue-collar yeah. people in my family. Absolutely. Right? That are grinding away. Yep. And I wish they lived a better life. Yes. But how do I know to weave well enough alone? Yeah. Because there's a chance they're happier than me. Absolutely. Because I'm in the midst of the grind. Yep. So how do we know, how does someone know that it's okay that that's enough? Yeah. So each everybody's good has to be defined by that person. So you, in order to get to the place where, going back to the analogy of the trainer, in order to get to the place where you start working on yourself in a different light, you have to first show up at the gym, right? We can't do anything if you don't show up. So if you are okay with where you are and there's no need for you to show up, then that's fine. I, I It's not me trying to superimpose this idea that you need more, right? But I, I present the opportunity and the possibility for more for everybody. But you know what we know about those deep thoughts in every human, I think? Yeah. I think we all want more. Absolutely. We want a better life. Yeah. Even if it's only one more level. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been around more people than I can count on one hand mm -hmm. that is okay with the status quo of the rest of this life. I have somebody really close to me and really special that that's their life. They yeah. check the boxes. Mm -hmm. But that's rare. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone I'm around, if they're really having those deep thoughts and conversations, yeah, they want a better life. Absolutely, right. And even and better is not necessarily more money nope. or more success. Better could be I always wanted to play the guitar, never learned it. Better could be I always wanted to um, open up a, a yogurt stand, or I always wanted to to make the clothing, or finding that space of more because. Success does not equal fulfillment. You can get to a place where you have extreme success. I've seen where millionaires and billionaires commit suicide. If success was the answer, they'd be good. But people are literally taking their lives, divorcing, giving up, throwing it in the towel at an alarming rate because you reach what you call this, this mountaintop and you realize that that wasn't the mountain that you really wanted to be climbing. So you got up here and everybody's looking at you up there and they're like, wow, this is so awesome. You did so great. But you can only survive on the applause of people for so long until you realize that that's not filling the void. So there's a space called more, I think, for everyone. And you could be happy with your job. You could be happy with your life. But there's something because we're natural. That, that's the natural growth aspect is nothing in our lives stays the same. And as you grow, your desires change. As you get older, as you mature, as you are exposed to more, like you you could be completely good with your life until you got around a different energy and atmosphere. You could be completely good with eating a certain type of food until you got exposed to a different palate. And then it's like, wow, that tastes so much better. And I never knew. So getting to this place to where you can be as successful as you want to be, but the difference in being successful and iconic is you never settle for success because there's more for me. I can open up the doors. I can open up the windows to possibility because it's limitless. Because now, okay, I've reached a level of, of success. Okay, cool. Now, my, my place of more could be training up the next generation. My place of more could be implementing things for generational wealth. 
my place of more could be making sure that the people who went through some of the things that I went through never have to go through those things. There's a place of more for everybody. My business could be to this place and we could be uh, rocking and rolling, but I could the the ideal, the possibility of branching out or franchising or being publicly traded maybe have never crossed my mind because I've never been exposed to that. Like the more could be getting to such a place of, of financial freedom or success that I don't have to work, that I can spend time with my family because that's my more. So it's I, I feel like there's a there's a split, a place called more for everybody. And, you know, I take different clients in the training through it's an acronym breakdown of how you can really get to that place where you're maximizing it in a different light, because I never look at anything as I've arrived. I don't look at it in my marriage. I don't look at it as a parent. I don't look at it as a business owner. I don't look at it as a coach. I don't look at it as I don't. It, there's never a moment where I'm going to feel like I have arrived because if I ever reach that point, I stop working. And if I stop working, I start deteriorating. Life is a constant uphill battle and uphill pedal. And if you know anything about the bikes, as soon as I stop pedaling, I'm rolling backwards. So it's being committed to say, okay, I'm going to enjoy this journey, but I can't just get complacent. Even if I get to a place, I'll get to the point of the, the, the hill where there's a plateau. It's a good lookout spot. This looks great. It's just comfortable. But there's more. And having that consistent, that, that mindset and that energy of knowing that there is still more to be done. There's still more that I can accomplish. And if I am not fully fulfilled, I haven't. I'm trying to think if I've met someone I met people who are operating in a purpose and who love what they do and they, they draw fulfillment of it. But there are pieces where it's like, I wish I could have did this. Oh, if, if I could do this, though, this will really put the icing on the cake. You know, we get we get comfortable with the cake because it's sweet. It's big. Everybody loves it. And we don't think that I can get the icing. And then if we get the icing, we don't think that I can have the sprinkles. And then we get to that, that imposter syndrome where you get to this place where you feel like either you, you start self-sabotaging from a standpoint of I can't have that or you start self-sabotaging by saying, well, this is enough. Oh, well, this is good. Most people don't get here. You know, I, this, this is farther than anybody in my family has ever gone. And that mindset starts getting you to the point where you start saying, you know, I, I think this is okay. I think this is okay. Do you think you'll ever be at a place in life? Let's say you've, um, we didn't talk about if money is important. Yeah. But whatever that is, let's say financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Your son's set. Yeah. The people you really care about, they don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. And you get to this place where, you know, see, because Emmett Smith tells us that you can appreciate the success. Yeah. But he said only for like a second. Yeah. Is it okay if we get to a place in life where that lasts for longer than a second? Yeah. I feel like that celebration is necessary. Being able to relish in the moment. Um, I feel like that you can you can hit a space where you're in a good season and it feels good and you're just enjoying it and you're riding the wave. I feel like that that's okay, right? That you're taking time to be intentional 
about because you can be so success driven, so more driven that you're missing the moment. And, you know, I, I was one of those who had a hard time celebrating the small wins because it wasn't big enough. You know, it was like, okay, well, this happened. And everybody was like, oh, my God, this is great. And I'm like, mm, it's all right. And I'm like, why? It's not big enough. And I realized because I had this over-obsession with time and over-obsession <clears throat> with opportunity that I always gauged it from a level of there's, there's more from an unhealthy perspective. I could know that there's more and be in pursuit to more, but also be appreciative of the now to say, this is great. This is a win. Let me pause for a moment because people who are super successful, like I, I think about the, the, the people who get obsessed with their skill, right? Like the Michael Jordans and, you know, uh, God rest his soul, the Kobe Bryants who became obsessed, right? And all they did was this one thing. And while they ended up being noted as one of the greats, one of the greatest, they missed out on a lot of other things they could have been privy to. And I feel like there's a there's a healthy obsession, but time is the only thing that we don't get back. So as I'm chasing more and understanding that there's more, I need to be cognizant of the fact that now is a gift. Let me push back a little bit on that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> even though Kobe didn't live a full life mm -hmm. the way that we see as humans, Michael Jordan is. Yeah. About to make a billion or two, I think, here. <laughs> selling that in yeah. the 18. Um, but how much time did they get to buy back, though, because of their massive success? So you don't get to buy back time. You just get to now maximize the time you have left. You don't get birthdays back. You don't get recitals back. You don't get family vacations and picnics back. You don't get th those moments. Time is the only thing that we don't get back. So while I can maximize the time, right, and I do see the value in let me, let me grind it out now so we can play later, at the same time coming from someone who knows that life could end like that. If I'm doing nothing but grinding, 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 and then my life ends. Was it worth it? Depends on the impacts we made. It depends on the impacts we made, and it depends on the people who are along with us on the journey. Because our legacy is a story that's told after we're gone. So you want to be noted as one of the greats and the greatest of all time, but at the same time, it's funny how you've seen such a shift in after Kobe retired and it was instantly like, wow, this is fulfillment. My family, seeing my daughters and coaching them and being there with my family, like there's, there's things and it's evolution and you know, everybody has their own process, right? But there is, there is so much to be said about not wasting moments, but also preparing for the next moment. And it's the balance of how do you do that in concert? How can I be present here but also looking there. How can I be in a space where I know that this moment is the gift? And it's that it's constantly reminding yourself. It's that attitude of gratitude when I wake up and understand, okay, I'm about to get after it. But man, like when I get to wake up and I can ball a fist, it's like, man, I'm already winning. 
I'm already, everything else is is an add on. Can you reflect back <clears throat> in an honest way? I don't even know if it's healthy to ask you to do it. But let's say in 2000 that stroke didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Can you now how intuitive and reflective and intelligent your brain and how it works? Can you look back at the William in 2000? Absolutely. And now project where he would have ended up without that? Yeah. I would have been um I would have been the the talented one who didn't work hard. Things came easy to me. So I would have had a level of success and I would have reached a level of accomplishment, but it wouldn't be to the height of my possibility because I still would have been able to do or get by, right? I was, there were, I've been naturally gifted with some qualities and characteristics that make it easy for me to get by. And that was the danger is that even my getting by, I still could quote unquote do well, right? Um, <laughs> there was 11th grade, ironically, um, <laughs> economics was my first class in the morning and it was just so early. I hated getting up that early. I hated it. And in 11th grade, I think when the semester was over, I had like 60 something absences and had a 94 in the class. <laughs> that's so wrong. So that's what I'm saying is that. The the difficulty in that was when you have the people who are naturally gifted, you can get complacent in your gifting and still not maximize your life. And if it wasn't for that, that hit the wall moment where everything comes crashing down, where now it shifts my entire perspective, I'm not who I am today. And that's why I can look back on everything and be grateful. So how could you tell that William in 2000 without having this experience that there's people that go through what you went through Mm -hmm. and they do die? Yeah. That's why they thought it. See, those doctors have seen that before. Yep. That's how they're like, yeah, today, this one ain't looking good. Mm -hmm. So think of all the people that didn't get your shot. Yep. How do we get to them early? Um, like I said, I think that one, you have to be intentional. I think the greatest thing that parents can do is expose their kids early, expose them to, to different cultures, different climates, different atmospheres, different ideas, like putting them in different situations and seeing how they respond. If, if I'm not exposed, if I don't have the lived experience or the learned experience, then I'm really at the mercy of however life flows. So in order to get to a place without having to have that traumatic event, I got to expose you to the possibility of that there's more, that there's a, that you could be good at what you're doing and you could be semi-successful, but with just a little more work and a little more effort and being able to, to surround yourself with people who can extract that out of you. That's the that's that's the benefit of of being a coach is being able to see things in people like Les Brown did in me that I that I couldn't see that they can't see because all you see is the forest. You can't see the forest from the trees. 
you you all you see is the trees that's in front of you and you don't know exactly the the magnitude of everything that's locked on the inside of you i that's that's my more is being able to find those people who were me and unlock it early because if i can unlock it early i may save you some of that because if if you get to that place where i'm constantly surrounding myself and including people in my journey who have the ability and the propensity to to cultivate the version of me that aligns with my future and my destiny i have such a higher level of success it's even you there's statistics about babies you know who are unloved you know in the first months and weeks and years of their life and the, the tendency is they die i watched this uh reel where there was a a guy um, who says, you know, there's this exercise you can do with white rice. You boil white rice and you put um, two jars. And on one of the jar, you label it with love and the other one you label it with hate. And each morning, it's a great a- activity to do with kids. You come down and you say three love affirmations to, to the one that says love and three affirmations to the one that says hate. And eventually over time, something happens. Literally, and people have done it uh, time and time and time and time again. The ones that you speak love to, you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you're gifted. The ones you, you're disgusting, you're ignorant, you're stupid. The ones who you speak negative words to, because your words carry power, it starts to turn brown and moldy. And But the ones you speak life to somehow stays white, pure and vibrant. So if I can put you in an atmosphere where I'm cultivating that from a young age, if I'm consistently, one of the things we do with our son is that at the end of the night, before bed, we do affirmations. And we get up and you say things and you, 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 you declare things over your life. You speak it because those are the last things that you're going to go to bed with. And you're going to be thinking that you're going to wake up with that energy. And so you got to be in a space where if, if it's not that situation or your lived experience, I got to find out a way to expose you. I got to get you around the right people. I got to see who the type of conversations that you have. And I got to guard what I allow in. Right. I can't. If I have an issue with relationships, I can't continuously watch The Bachelor or, you know, Love is Blind or all of these things that are projecting these images of how easy it is to move on from one to another, right? I need to be putting things in front of me. If I have an issue with time or if I have any issue with my self-confidence, then I need to be listening to things. I need to be watching things. I need to be cultivating that within me. And if I can't do it for me, I gotta have somebody around me who can do it for me, who can expose me. But it all goes back to that exposure. How, How much of what we're exposing our kids to is based on culture, climate, and our circumstances versus what I see in you, what I identify, and what is going to set you up for success. Um, I think a part of your book probably touches on brand a little bit too, does it? Yeah. Okay. What's your brand? So I build, I build people, and that's on both sides. So from a business side, I build um, executives, every level of, of employee to senior executives, CEOs, I build people who build products on the 
like I call it the secular side or that's why I do my life coach and motivational speaker. I'm an author. I build people who build successful lives. I, I'm a people builder. I'm a people builder and a, and a purpose pusher. Okay. Is how much of the daily decisions you make, mm-hmm. the intentional things you do, how much of those are reinforced by what your brand needs to be, what you're trying to show the world, who you are? Is it always on your mind? Yes. Yes. Because I always see the 1999 me versus the 2000 me. I always see someone who has the ability but just needs the exposure or the right opportunity or someone to believe in them. Like, I know what it's like to be in a space where you consistently talk yourself out of and, you know, you you, you down talk yourself and you're not worthy and, and, and that's not for you. And, and I, I've lived in that space. So I know what it's like to come from that space and come out of that space. And now I'm dedicating to make sure that people are able to either one, never get to that space or come out of that space effectively. And that's in everything, like because we get to that place even in business. I've seen, I've gone in so many companies and some of these major organizations, Fortune 500 companies that I've worked with and done training in, in curriculum and development for, is you see people who get into this space. One of the things that I, I teach companies is how employees have what I call the exclusion response. Where you come in on, on a high and then most people don't see when they, they start to withdraw. Where it's it's a slow decline, where the energy begins to shift, and first you come in and and you're excited. How do you maintain that? How do you cultivate that? How do you cultivate vision and ideas that keep you progressive and keep you ahead of the curve? It's you gotta keep challenging yourself, and I am one of those who who consistently will challenge myself because I feel like there's more, because I always see me, and I try to be the opportunity or the, 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 the thing that I know that I needed in that season. So I build people from all aspects. Like, um, you know, one of the things that, that I created um, is a 21-day purpose plan, right, where it takes people through 21 days. It's 21 days to develop a habit. You give me 21 days, I will literally change your mindset. I'll change how you see life. I'll change how you see relationships. I'll change how you see opportunities. We'll go through this 21 days and it will literally shift your perspective. But what happens is most people start to do day one, day two, day three, and then they'll skip a few days. And then we lose that momentum. And then what happens is we think that, okay, I missed two days, let me just pick up on day seven. And now we've lost everything that we were trying to build. So get into that space where knowing that the thing that's always on my mind is there's always somebody who needs somebody. And my goal is to be that somebody for as many somebodies as possible. Uh, that's a pretty good brand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess if, if enough of the world knows about it, yeah. they're going to let you be their somebody. Yeah. I guess, man, I guess. <laughs> um, that's funny. I had that down here. I had purpose and brand. But um, what I loved about this conversation is, is that uh, I always come into every podcast with a little bit of research, enough to be like, you know what, just in case it's not going well, yeah. what do we need to talk about? Yeah, I love when the boxes are checked mm-hmm. from the notes that I have yeah. without having to go to them. Come on. And um, that why 21 days, though? Why, why it's 21 days to create a habit? 
Because 21 days, you've gone through the realm of consistency of all of the gamut of emotions, right? Because that first week is the excitement. That first week is just, okay, you know, I, this is my New Year's resolution. Okay, this is a great opportunity. Let me jump in. And you don't even settle in really to that second week. And you start to see things and you start to identify and you start to unpack. And then you don't even start to process to that third week. So you got that first week is excitement. That second week is you're settling in. That third week is you're processing. And after you process, then you make a decision. So if we get to that place where we, we ride the wave of the excitement, right, and we settle in on the fact that you can actually live in this perpetual state forever, and then you process that effectively, then you make the decision to commit to what you started to. If 21 days with William <laughs> changes your life, that's an awful cheap amount that you charge him to go through that with yeah, you. Yeah, Was that, like 350 bucks or yeah. something? What is that, huh? So here's my thing. My, my thing is I want to make it accessible because this goes back to me seeing me, right? Like – there were times where I wanted to do and didn't have it. Or, you know, for somebody who's on the brink, you know, 350 could break the bank, right? So I, I, I look at it from the standpoint of I'm not trying to get rich off of you, but I do know that it takes a level of investment for you to stay committed to it. That's why they charge gym memberships. Because if you, and even if you see, I see a lot of people who pay the lower fee membership and they don't go. It's just $10, right? But when you get to that place where you actually are invested, it keeps you having to come back because I got to have some type of return on my investment. But at the same time, I really do want you to win because it's not about money. This is about I, my, my why is making sure that people get to tap into their purpose. And I want you to win on every aspect of your life. I want you to live an iconic life in every aspect. I want your family to thrive. I want your businesses to thrive. I want you well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time, keep rising, keep thriving, and remember that no matter what life throws your way, you have everything inside of you you need to overcome and succeed when life happens.